Robert, you're a life coach, you're a writer, you're a author, you're a speaker, you're a psychoanalyst, you're a psychologist, you're too many things. So what's your story? My story is that um, in the last 20 years, I, um, I basically forced myself to get out of a situation that I didn't want to be in anymore. Um, I was a high school dropout um, and eventually I did manage to, uh, to graduate, but it uh, took me quite a while to do that. And I realized that I really, really wasn't happy with the way my life was going. And most of it, if not everything, had to do with what was happening inside of me. So instead of blaming my outside, uh, my environment and other people, um, I came across uh, an opportunity where I had the uh, possibility to work on myself. And this is where I started my journey within personal growth. So from there on, this was in the early 2000s, I uh, became a psychotherapist and then slowly I built it uh, up to becoming a life coach. Uh, a couple of years later, I started writing just by accident. I never knew that I had the ability. Ah, that's my dog, by the way. <laughs> and um, I'm a pet owner as well. Uh, so let me just... Uh, Silence my dog real quickly. So yeah, I realized that um, uh, by by working on myself, I had the ability not only to transform my life and the quality of my life, but I also had the tools in my hands and in my head and my mind to help other people. So um, in in retrospect, everything just fell into place. Um, I managed to become much more. Uh, Uh, effective, productive, and happy with myself, and teach people the same principles uh, that I uh, had learned um, during my during my educations as well. And like I said before, I picked up writing, and I never knew that I had the talent, but I got such a a good feedback um, when I started that I just basically kept on going. And uh, ever since, I I just um, stayed hungry and kept fascinated in human potential and um, built on that. So like you said, um, all the titles I, I do have, I'm, I'm even much more than uh, what, what you just mentioned. But for me, it all connects, you know, between the mind, the body and the spirit. And uh, from that, I try to look at people and myself holistically and make it into something that is, um, that is workable understandable and, and um, supportive for people to become happier and more successful. Okay. So uh, did you start on this journey after you lost your eyesight? Yes, but very shortly after. So um, I, uh, I quit high school in, uh, I think, 1999. In 2001, in August, I, I lost my eyesight. And late 2001, I think a few months later, I was so depressed because I quit high school. I had no degree. I had no diploma. I had no eyesight. I had no money. I had no job. I had no relationship. I was even living still with my parents. So my conclusion was I have nothing. And uh, and from there on, I, I got this opportunity of going into a, a three-day workshop and 
I started there. And ironically, I fell in love with the daughter of my trainer, which was a great catalyst to uh, to keep him coming back. Okay. <laughs> and after three workshops, the, the relationship didn't work. I mean, it didn't last long, but yeah, I, I was fascinated by, by the matter. And, um, and I decided... You're fascinated by the pussy. Well, also, of course, but um, I've, I, I'm a double Scorpio, so, you know, sexuality has always uh, been a big part in my life. You're one of those astronomical nerds. Yes, 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 I am. And if you take a look at astronomy, then, yeah, it's it's quite interesting. I'm not saying that Sorry. I'm swearing by it. No, but... actually, astronomy is good, like uh, you're an astrological nerd. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am. But I I I try to see everything in perspective. So I'm not swearing by one thing. I, I also put it into place like a piece of a puzzle. And from there on I just see, okay, what is usable? What is actually usable okay. within this system? Okay. So what do these two words mean to you? Personality development. Personality development or personal development. Personal development. Okay. Um, and that is something that I I live by through this until this day, and it just keeps me going. It's something that I I love to do. It's something that I love to teach. I love to write about. I love to uh, support people uh, in, in their own learning process. And in the meantime, I get a lot of benefits for myself, a lot of insights, and a lot of practice. So in short, this is. It's my story. Okay. So you first went blind, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then you lo started losing your kidneys. Yeah. And then uh, your pancreas might uh, were also gone. Well, yeah, it was already gone from age seven when I got diagnosed with di with uh, diabetes. I was seven. And so I had to start insulin uh, shots and, and, and blood sugar regulations. And that was basically the root cause of all the, all the stuff that came after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was shitty. That was really shitty. I, I couldn't say that I, that I had a very normal upbringing in that sense. You know, I, I've been operated on for about 60 times. I, I lost count, so I stopped. Operated? 60. Operated, so oh. surgery and uh, treatment. I have scars all over my body. Okay, and um, yeah, so sixty times six zero in the last thirty years. That's an average of about two a year. So, um, and I had hundreds of hospitalizations and literally tens of thousands of needles. I stopped counting that as well. But it's, okay, it's been a well unusual type of living. Okay, but uh, are you on any medications right now? Uh, well, yeah, just one, basically, which is to make sure that uh, my organs, my transplanted organs, will not be rejected by my body. And that's, that's, that's it. Okay. And uh, who uh, gave you the organs? I wish I knew, but they don't tell me. Okay. Uh, actually, it's, there's a law uh, preventing you from finding out who that is, unless it is a relative or somebody who, who okay. you know is willing to, to uh, okay, okay, give you okay. one. But they they never told me. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's a woman, by the way. How do you know that? Because you feel a big bitch. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I became way more bitchy in, in the last eight years. Uh, no, it's. Um, I don't know if you if you uh, uh, ever read something or maybe watched something on YouTube, but uh, there's more organ transplantees who mention that they they basically integrate a part of the the, the, the habits or the rituals uh, from the the donor uh, uh, person. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, one thing, I never, I never sat cross-legged before. Okay. In the last eight years, this is my, you know, my go-to position when I just sit on a chair. Okay. And it's, well, I mean, it's very obvious to say that it's it's quite feminine to do it, and definitely not for a guy. I mean, your balls would be squeezed to, yeah. you know, to slush. Uh-huh. So, um, and and yeah, um, it's I, I truly believe this. That there's kind of like this this whole DNA thing that yeah. you just get integrated with your own, and then you know, like for me, it actually uh, depends. If it's a cold day, I prefer to sit cross-legged because, like, you feel feel a bit, you can block a bit of air, and uh, you you feel closed, you know. Yeah. But then again, like uh, my uh, normally when I sit, like it's uh, usually the usual way. The, well, the usual way for men. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, there is a better understanding, a deep understanding to stuff that goes on, like the the person's aura, yep. the, the person's DNA, it's still yep. in the cells, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I, I read this one story once where uh, an older lady got an, I think it was a heart transplant, and uh, and and she woke up and, and one of the first things that she said is like, I feel a huge craving for hamburgers. And she was a vegetarian, and uh, and and she couldn't find out why that was. I mean, she definitely was not in the in the line of eating hamburgers. And and long story short, she found out that the the donor was a younger man uh, whose lifestyle basically was eating hamburgers all day, typically American. Okay. And um, and and yeah, this is proved to be um, factual over the last decade or even more. Okay. So it's interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's a deep understanding to you, and like what I really feel bad about the organ transplants is that like you know we can do much much more with the stem cell grafting and stem cell research. Yeah. But like we have these stupid ass bitches who don't want to give up the fetuses, which is basically lifeless, and you're throwing it away. Instead, that can be used to make a new organ, give someone a new entry to life but still people don't want to do this and explain me how good of a christian you are or how good of a hindu you are like do you know that the major reason in india people don't want to denote their organs is because uh, they want to pre- uh, preserve the sanctity yeah. of, of the body yeah. but if it's not used for you anymore give it away because life form is different your three-dimensional meat suit is different. Once the life form leaves the meat suit, it's no use hanging on to the meat suit. No purpose whatsoever. Yeah, like everyone has a meat suit. Like when when they enter into this three-dimensional uh, time and space, like everyone gets a meat suit. I like and this term, by the way. It's kind of like going out, you know, and like, honey, what are you going to wear tonight? Wow, well, thinking about wearing my meat suit. What do you think? <laughs> That's a good color. It matches your eyes. I, I saw this in a trip. Like, uh, I understood, like, you know, this is a tube. And uh, in the end, you have another two tubes separating for uh, water and for uh, solid waste. Yeah. And so your entire body is uh, shaped around this. So yeah. sort of this tube. Yeah. And uh, I was questioning, so what is Abhi? So I was like, okay. This, these are my eyes, which are organs, which uh, preserve, um, which take in the reality, which see, which sees uh, stuff and acts stuff. So, am I just a brain, or who am I? So, 
so you, even if you think of the brain, brain is just another organ. Yeah, it just transmits electricity. Exactly. You know, it interprets what the eyes and all the other senses uh, give as input. That's it. I mean, that's not even, you know, your brain has a completely different reality from the reality that your senses observe. Yeah. And therefore, there is, it's a very philosophical question, you know, apart from the question, who am I? You know, how, what is reality? What is real? Yeah. And then you get to the question I, I, I once read that what is real is, uh, or what is real is that what never changes? And so then the question is, what will, or what is never changing, you know? And, and then, like you're saying, you're not your meat suit. You're not your hair. You're yeah. not your emotions because they change all the time. Yeah. You know, if I... So what is the life force? That's, that becomes the question. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So the, uh, this is the reason why, you know, uh, in the stronger sustainable kingdoms, for instance, humans evolved a really long time back. But we have this uh, so sudden change of climate change and this higher levels of uh, depression, anxiety, because people are uh, facing shit that we needn't be facing. Yeah. So, you know, you're put into an existential crisis and the, the, you put yourself into an existential crisis yeah. by considering shit that you shouldn't be considering. Well, yeah. And existentialism in that sense is, is still still going strong. I mean, after, you know, in, in, the, in the Middle Ages, there was no, you know, you were not busy with existentialism. You were not wondering, like, why am I here? What's my purpose for life? Because, you know, either God or the king just gave it to you. That was how it worked. But now, since the religion, and I try to use the quote very, very uh, carefully uh, and very generally as well, uh, is decreasing the number of people who still follow their religion uh, is is decreasing. There is much more space and much more room for free interpretation, and therefore, the the question or the questions arise: Why am I here? Yeah. What is my purpose for being? Here? Exactly. What is what is my life about? What is all this life about? Exactly. There used to be a time when uh, kings uh, invested uh, time and money on it. To uh, this is why you had uh, you have many ashrams in uh, India, like uh, sort of places that sponsor these gurus or sadhus into questioning the very existence or finding ways to transcend life. Because many of the medicines or all of the medicines, your body can produce it itself, or it's very easy for the earth to be producing it, but. Right now, uh, the very physical element of life became so overwhelming, people stopped believing in the, the understanding, the deeper connection. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Well, the, well it started with uh, good military. Because people who understand the truth, people who understand reality, you will see all these uh, things that happen in the physical world as a as puny cause to them. So people who exist in the physical world, who just live as mere sheep, uh, like to control so much, form the society within themselves. The, the apes became stronger and stronger. And so we live, we belong to the system. So we are still under the system. We haven't break out from the system. And when we do break out from the system, when we do access the, when we do transcend the three-dimensional life, the bigger truth will be revealed to us. By whom? 
Or by what? I don't know. Because if I knew that, uh, I would be explaining it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good question, and it's a good, it's 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 definitely a good approach, and I don't have an answer to that as well. Yeah. I, uh, right now, the, I, I think the problem with uh, many religions is that, like, every religion try to say that, okay, we have the truth and we yeah. only have the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all the other ones are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the major uh, issue is. Yeah. You can't constrict knowledge. Okay, share your knowledge. What is it you know about the truth? Yeah. Let's let's discuss how how deep is is it true? So this is how you arrive to the truth by questioning your morals, you're questioning everything. Yeah. Yeah. And don't just take anything for granted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like people right now see this, uh, this three dimensional world, the society as something that is to exist forever and ever. It's not. No, for sure not. Yeah. Like this is something that is, uh, that has been created by us. And this is something that can be taken down by us. Like this has a value only to us. Yeah. And th this is kind of like a, 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 a metaphor. What, what I recognize in what you're saying for death, it's a cycle, right? So exactly. everything we, we don't contemplate our own, our own uh, mortality. We think we just live and we think that we will live forever until we get either, you know, we, we, we get in touch with death or we get, uh, we are close to somebody who dies or until we're just, you know, very, very old and, and we start thinking, oh shit, yeah, you know, what happens after this life? But it's a topic that many of us try to push away from because it's a very uncomfortable yeah. thought. Like what would be after this? If this is all there is, if this is my reality right now, and because my eyes see it, my, my ears hear it, and my, my fingers and my feet are, are touching I, it, then, I, then what? I have the philosophy, right now we have this existence to enjoy this, to experience this life. Like we have this planet, we have, I do not know, millions and billions and billions, even more for stuff to enjoy out there, yeah. to go and experience. Yeah. But no, we humans, we created a system to keep us in, to sort of like uh, make us feel safe, like going to a nine to five job, okay, you're, you, you're safe, you know, you get a salary. But the truth is, no job can offer you 100% guarantee. No. But we just tend to ignore that. So yeah. we, 95% of the smart apes, the so-called smart apes, are not so smart. They're just sheep. They don't realize it. Yeah. And I realize that I'm a sheep. So... <laughs> that still I'm a sheep, but still I'm a realized sheep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, but we all are, even though we know what is happening, we're still in the midst of that whole mechanism, uh, which is which or the system, which is you know, which is uh, almost like uh, perpetuated, you know, and and will keep on uh, uh, be moved forward by ourselves so you can be you know either you're in the system it's kind of like the matrix you know you're in the system you have no idea or you're in the system and you you become aware of it and the next step supposedly would then be okay you know i'm in the system but i can also jump out of it and i can, can go back into it if i would like to yeah. you've seen the movie right uh not lately but yes i've seen the movie right? yeah it's it's a 20 year old movie I, it's it's it, brilliant it's absolutely mind-blowing how how so do, many... do you watch uh, duncan Trussell's uh the midnight gospel it's so it also has really good conversations on spirituality on 
existential questions and stuff no i haven't i have like it's, it's available on, it's available on netflix it's uh, oh, perfect yeah, yeah uh, but the visuals are really really trippy uh, oh, nice. because it doesn't coincide with the audio that is one thing i find odd about it but other than that it's a really good uh, conversation okay well that doesn't i mean uh, for a blind guy that doesn't really matter yeah. if things are in sync or not <laughs> <laughs> i used to i used to watch movies on a, on a huge uh, wall and uh, and and i would connect my computer to the to the projector and then there would always be an audio delay of like two seconds and i would have no idea and my my friends or my girlfriend back then they would say like the audio is not in suit oh, i have no idea you know why do i care i just listen and i just look at the images and then try to make sense out of it also okay for me my life in that sense is trippy anyhow so it would be a perfect fit <laughs> okay but yeah cool yeah so and that's it so uh how old are you right now i'm 38 38 yeah so you're still very young you still have the better of your life uh ahead I don't know. I mean for all I know is that I after this uh, this talk with you I go out of the building and I stumble and I fall down the stairs and break my neck and I'm dead. So <laughs> that that is the beauty of life. Yeah, you never know when you die. Exactly. Yeah. Like so do you want to spend the rest of your life doing shit merely to survive in this world and to merely survive in the society that has value to you, just you? Or are you going to understand what reality is understand how the system works and make use of the system to have a plentiful joyful life uh, yeah i think for me personally it's not so much looking outward as it is looking inward yeah, exactly. because you know i i there is way too much to understand to comprehend to explore and to experience outside of me but in the end i i also believe that it's nothing more than a reflection from what is inside of me i mean those people who i resonate with on a vibrational level so if i feel good if i feel bad uh, on on a consecutive basis then those are the people that i attract we are all mirrors to each other exactly maybe a little bit philosophical yeah. philosophical but um so this is what i believe so my journey my my life as i as i experience it is mostly the the exploration of who the fuck am i exactly and you know that is the right question to ask because you yeah. have a saying the one who knows thyself knows the universe exactly i mean you you've heard of the 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 persian poet rumi probably right yeah exactly he once said you're not a drop in the ocean you're the entire ocean within the drop and i find it a beautiful statement because that for me uh, um uh, it means it's it's uh, it shows that whatever it is that you experience in the world it all comes from within mm-hmm. so you project your yeah, own true. identity onto the reality that you experience outside of yourself true true and 100% true yeah. like you have certain things hurting you because you decided consciously to give it the power to hurt you exactly nobody can piss you off nobody can make you uh, sad everything that you feel comes from within you and if you still feel that then you have choices you can either ignore it you can put your head in the sand like a, like an ostrich or you can say okay what the hell is going on mm-hmm. maybe there's some old shit that is still happening from i don't know 10 20 years ago that uh that made an impact in my life and it just pops uh, pop it's popping up right now because uh, my brain or part of my brain is saying that it's a similar situation mm-hmm. i mean somebody once said that the only thing new in the world is the history that we don't know mm-hmm. and in a in a personal perspective i truly believe that you know we we tend to live in patterns and routines 
and and we we reinvent the future based on our past that's why we go into the same type of relationships we eat the same type of food we meet the same types of people unless we break through that pattern and we choose to do something differently exactly like you know uh, right now many of my friends i try to you know explain to them the concept of ikigai the concept of uh, yeah. uh, magnum opus like you know you need to find your cause like you, you can keep running as much as you like to do in the rat race but sooner or later if you're smart enough you will ask the questions what the fuck is it i'm doing in the rat race exactly and when you realize that you might have kids and you might have family which will complicate shit and even then that doesn't mean that you can't stop doing it what is it you're doing and choose another kind of lifestyle people think that that's that can't be done people look at failures like no that's not true yeah you need to put yourself on a path like you need to put yourself on a journey to go there where you want to go yeah but it starts with the smallest step yeah it's like lao tzu said right i mean the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step yeah people see that for instance uh i want to be a comedian i want to make everyone in the world laughed the hardest they've ever laughed but when i look at people like dave chappelle who's doing that right now yeah. he started it and he was consistent right from the age of 18 yeah but me being an asian kid as a tamil kid born, born to a very uh, a very indian family they uh they just said that okay the, these things don't happen you know yeah let's yeah. be safe yeah, let's get you an engineering degree exactly. let's let's put you into the society yeah. that's uh, more concrete that's more there do you know how many people lost their lives running after their dreams no people who do run after their dreams who do know what is it they're doing if you're not retarded and by retarded i mean not slow i mean crazy like you need to understand you need to be willing to input information yeah. like you need to keep asking the right questions like uh, what is it i need to do okay i need to do more sets i need to do meet more people i need to uh, interact with more people i need to write more jokes i need to just get better and better and better and better yeah this is what i need to do but if i take in in entirely wrong path like i've already convinced myself that uh, i'm the best right now which i know that i'm not yet if well, you I... are the best that you are right now yeah of course which doesn't imply or it doesn't mean that you will be better but you are at the best that you've ever been in your entire life about what it is that you do right now yeah otherwise you would have been already better which you're not so then you can say instead of you know pushing yourself and kicking yourself out you can say well i'm my at my at my best right now i'm the best abi that i am right now with all my jokes and with all my uh, comedy. Yeah. And I know that if I keep walking this path and I will get better. Yeah, I know. Th- th- that is a path I am in right now, but yeah. if, if I'm uh, uh, convincing like uh, I'm convinced that I am extremely good like uh, the all of the primates, the all of the apes need to start throwing their resources at me, by resources money at me. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen. Then then I'm uh, setting my uh, myself to a uh, a failure or, a, or or pain but yeah. i'd like to look at those things as lessons use yeah it. there's no failure there's only information which is basically i mean i this is a very very cliche type of one liner it's absolutely true and it's it's really painful to to grasp it because you have to let go of your ego uh, and yeah in order to say 
okay, so there is no failure. There's only information and there's only feedback. Great. You know, and then with my fucking half percent, I walk into a poll and I say, okay, this is not failure. No, no, this is not failure. This is just feedback. Mother, you know, and then I get pissed off or I get frustrated because I, I, I do the same shit over and over again. And, um, the, the, the duality in, in that, it, it, yeah, is sometimes really, really a challenge to, to live with. Nonetheless, it's still possible as long as I say, okay, you know, I walk into a pole or I'm not at the best or I'm not at where I'm not where I am, where I want to be. It's just feedback. There is no failure. I can always say, okay, you know, I did this. This is the outcome. And so what do I have to do now in order to get further ahead? Yeah. Exactly. So going back to why I stated Dave Chappelle, like because Dave Chappelle is really uh, successful right now, but, and he started performing at 14 and 18. Yeah. It was con- a consistent from there. Yeah. I wrote my first play when I was 11 and it was a success. It actually turned out to be a success. But Beautiful. still, you know, I, I did not go down that path. I went down the, the regular sheep path. Grace within the farmer or what the farmer allows you so that you have a steady grass. Yeah. So I took down that path and only recently I realized that there's no use in pursuing this path. Like I want everyone of that to do whatever is it you want to do. You need to understand that the house you live in, the food you eat grows from trees. Like people like to say that the money doesn't grow from trees. True, money doesn't grow from trees. Money is made out of paper. And where is paper from? From trees. Yeah, yeah, true. And the money has value because you and another ape decided to agree that it has value. Yeah. If both of you stopped agreeing that it has uh, value, it will just become another paper with numbers on it. Which basically it already is. I mean, ever since the 1970s, the, 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 the gold standard, which money was connected to, especially the dollar was disconnected so the uh, the 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 value of paper ever since the mid 1970s and for all the other currency because the dollar was was dominating is not congruent with how much gold there is in the world yeah i know so the dollar is not a dollar a a hundred dollar bill or a hundred euro bill or whatever type of of bill you have in your in your hand it's it's just a piece of paper with a couple of numbers on it it doesn't represent anything anymore yeah this is what i want people to understand the 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 flimsy society they live in like people who live in these big mansions uh, who call themselves as billionaires no you're not like you have value because the people under you decided to accept that value yeah <laughs> if if you want if you want to have more you got to be of more value to other people that's the only yeah common sense thing that I can say about that and I'm not a millionaire I'm definitely not a billionaire even though I have friends who are in that you know in that spectrum but yeah that's for me but it's it's also the question do you want to pursue that type of lifestyle do you want to drive a Lamborghini you know I'm sure that you or or maybe listeners they they, you know they know these these uh, advertisements on YouTube by some guy and this is look I just bought a new Lamborghini and I think to myself like dude you know, is that really that you want to you want to contribute to show off that you have a car that goes fast, and that you want to to ignite you know uh, the, the same thing for other people? Uh, and maybe I'm too serious in this. In I don't know in this life even uh, in this, but I don't think that that it, it life consists of fast cars, big houses, and uh, and, and lots of money. It, it's nice, but it's all vanity. It's all, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter because you can take nothing uh, 
you can't take anything from it. Once you die, you can't take your money or your cars or your houses with you. So then the most, the most uh, important or the most expensive thing in the world, I would say, is experience from which knowledge and then ultimately wisdom is gained. And I think that's, that's the most important thing other than, and, and for that, you really need to have your own, yeah, your own set of truths, whatever your beliefs are, whether they're right or wrong, because a belief is nothing more than a, than a thought of which you are absolutely certain it's correct. Um, and, um, and that's the whole exploration that we have in this life, you know, whether you turn 50 or 70 or 90 or whatever type of age you will end up with that's the amount of time that you are given on this you know this blue dot yeah um to find out who it is you are what it is that that ticks you know in yeah. within you that drives you and how and i think that for me that's personally my, my my noble striving what it is that i can do to contribute because i truly believe that part of the secret of living is giving mm-hmm. you know the more that i give to others the more i become of value for others and the more i will get back i do definitely believe in the law of reciprocity Mm-hmm. The, uh, the law of reciprocity, karma, uh, yeah, karma. Yeah. goodwill, yeah. it's all the same philosophy. It basically aims at making the smart apes comfortable enough to live with each other. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So you're a writer, and how many books have you published? I have two paperbacks and 16 digital books, 16 ebooks. Okay. And I'm currently working on my third paperback, which will be the first one that will uh, be written in English. Okay. And what are the books about? Well, essentially, I, it boils down to personal development. Everything that has to do with how to get to know yourself better, how to overcome any type of obstacle that you have within your life, your mindset, your body, your emotions. Uh, and from there on outward, so communication, relationships, your work, your finding your passion, your purpose, mm-hmm. uh, how to set up goals, all, all that stuff I call personal development. But essentially, it's all about, okay, how do I grow from from within outward? All right, right. Yeah. And you practice Kundalini Yoga? Uh, no, I started yoga not such a long time ago, and I still find it quite um, uh, quite a challenge because I'm not that flexible. I mean, if you could see me, then, then you'd see I'm quite bulky. Mm-hmm. So I'm not that stretchy. Uh, but regarding Kundalini, I do Kundalini meditation. So a long time ago, about 20 years ago, I started off with Kundalini meditation from Osho. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Where are you in Rajneeshpuram? No. Oh. No, I was doing a personal development education. Um, and this was so, well, I wouldn't say holistic, but it, it consisted of so many different aspects uh, and, and, and approaches. Um, where the, the Eastern philosophies uh, also were, were included. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. I mean, back then, this was 2001, I think, or maybe 2002. I had no idea what, what Kundalini even meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just participating in, in, in that. And I was doing Osho's dynamic and I was doing the whirling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all types of active meditation. And, but it made me feel good. Um, okay. And then I just let it go for for. I don't know, more than a decade mm-hmm. until last year. And then I went actually into the world of Tantra and that really got me connected to the life force, the Chi or the Kundalini of which you're speaking. Right? Okay. And, and this is really interesting. Okay. And you actually felt the connection. Yeah, 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 definitely. Nice. How yeah. does it feel like? It's kind of like a, like a, uh, like a, um, 
how do we say that? It's like a beam of light is is flowing within you. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes you feel vibrant. Okay. Um, that's that's what I that's what I feel uh, yeah. when I when I actively engage with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it makes me it makes me feel more alive. How did you get into the world of tantra? <laughs> um, short story: My girlfriend cheated on me. Uh-huh. And um, long story, you cheated on her. No, 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 no. I am 100% monogamous, and I never cheated on anybody no, in my 38 years of living. No, no. I'm, I'm really, I'm really serious when it comes to um, to relationships. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, I, I had no idea. But she, had, at that point, she said, and this will be my new book, by the way. I'm really writing extensively about this uh-huh. uh, but she said i want to have more wildness and i had no idea what she was referring to until it was too late obviously wildness wildness okay she, she wanted to have a wildness sex life okay and uh and and i didn't know i asked her a couple of times and she said well no just wildness that's come on it's simple common sense and i had no idea i mean uh-huh. i needed to have it spelled out for me okay uh and yeah from there on i just went into uh tantra festivals the world of sacred sexuality uh, uh, so you had sex with a lot of partners no not at all i mean sexuality doesn't mean that you have sex with a lot of people so you jack off of course like everybody <laughs> yeah. no in, 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 of course i jack off but not in a festival like uh, okay, everyone put in your bags <laughs> Okay, so let's have group masturbation now. One, two, three. <laughs> But I'm certain that it happened somewhere. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, shit. There's so many strange uh, groups and cults and things happening yeah. around the world that yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. No, I mean, uh, when it comes to sexuality, I, I mean, I, I, I honor it. That's why I call it still sacred. You know, I'm, 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 yeah, 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 I'm a certified yeah. tantra masseur as well, and and which is, you know, I, I, I touch the genitals as well, but I never, I, I always do that with respect, and I never have a hard on, you know, when I when I touch a female body, uh, yeah, because I approach it from a professional point of view, <clears throat> and part of me. So um, tantra for me is an extension of consciousness. It's mm-hmm. it's an expansion. It's you know being you can be tantric. Hell, you can be tantric right now. You okay. know how how do you feel? How do you truly feel? What do you truly feel when you're sitting on this chair? Do you feel your feet on the floor? Do you feel your heart uh, beating? Can you feel your breathing? Can you feel the fan in the computer on the background? And maybe you hear some other sounds yeah. on the background. That the more conscious and aware you become from what is happening inside of you as well as around you, for me, essentially, that's what I call tantra. Okay. So you you go to these festivals and where do these festivals happen and how much does it uh, does it cost? Oh, throughout throughout Europe, you can uh, even throughout the world. I know okay. they are in uh, they're in India, they're in the US, they're in Europe, uh, all okay. over the all over the place. It depends. You can go like for three days up to a week, um, and it really depends. If if you want to, I mean, the tantra as it's now spreading across, this is more you know the connected the connection that ha- uh, that it has with with sexuality. So it's trying to break the boundaries of of the limitations that sexuality has right now. Sex is a very taboo topic. Um, yeah, I but, don't understand why sex is a taboo topic because sex is life. Yeah, and we all come from it. Everybody did it. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, there, there, there is a lot of tantra, uh, tantra festivals in India, and yeah. I'm not surprised. But 
do you know that like indians we are making too much money out of uh, this uh, spirituality in hinduism and practices like you have very very few number of uh, actual authentic stuff out there like uh, you see a brown guy speak uh, with a, a big deal thing oh you automatically <laughs> assume that he is real shit yeah 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 i've seen many people uh, spend a shit ton of money and it's also placebo you know when you are honestly convinced that something happens with you that something does happen with you so but still that's not the real stuff which you actually paid for but if it's a placebo that you feel good with then there's no harm in that right yeah there's no harm in it but in my opinion yeah they don't cheat on these man like uh, you know you have so many swamis and gurus out there like you don't, uh, only a very few of them are actual authentic like you need to listen to the vibration of them Yeah well you know that's their karma you know they'll come back in the next life and they'll be uh, I mm-hmm. don't know like a shit fly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's I I I try to I don't have a TV. I don't read newspapers, I don't read magazines. I try to be very so selective. So I like an slow training. This, this is mostly about sex too. Exactly. Waking is love is one of them. You can go for Easter, you can go for just last week in uh, in Eastern Europe there was a Spirit Tantra festival. Unfortunately, due to the whole situation right now, the pandemic in in the world, uh many of if not all of the the tantra festivals are um, um yeah, being put online or just yeah. uh, canceled. Um But it's interesting because uh, you know tantra as it's as it's explained right now in in the modern world or in the new age world or how you want to see it is mostly when people when you ask people like what do you know of tantra the first thing that people will say is sex. Mm-hmm. You know tantra equals sex uh, which is well I mean it's a great example definitely but it's definitely not all it's not the end all and be all. Um but these festivals yeah they 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 have this mix you know they go into a little bit of spirituality they go into meditation they go into yoga they go into sexuality hell they go even into bondage you know which i don't think is that much of tantra although yeah on the other hand if you really I mean, no judgments man like i have no judgments i'm not going to say anything is right and wrong like no no, I... no no neither do i i mean i have my personal preference hell i've been tied up and i i don't mind but i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, uh, go for it you mean sexually yeah by somebody <laughs> <laughs> not by myself i didn't tie myself up <laughs> yeah that would take a lot of uh, discipline to do that yeah 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 no i i in, in the santantra festivals in one of the tantra festivals that i went to uh, yeah somebody tied me up okay and it was it and i got spanked as well you know and i got pinched and just because this was for me and it sounds very very you know like corny but for me it was an experience like if if i get pinched like here in between the armpit you know the, uh-huh. the, this little chicken wing okay. uh between the chest and the arm uh you can you can really push and if you go from a level let's say from 1 to 10 if your your levels of 7 and 8 would be shit this really hurts but it's actually it could be pleasurable as long as i know what to do to direct the pain throughout my entire body and so then there's a possibility to associate a certain level of pain with pleasure there's a very thin line between pain and pleasure okay um 
And so this was something that I actually wanted to investigate. Like, how do I feel with this? Yeah. And the same thing with bondage. I'm not saying, okay, so for every single partner and for every single time that I would sleep with somebody, this is what we're going to do. Yes, hooray, let me bring out the cuffs and the ropes and, uh, and <laughs> whatever. No, but I at least want to experience it. Yeah. And then I can make a decision. It's like eating, you know, it's like small kids saying, no, I don't like Brussels sprouts. And then say, well, did you ever have Brussels sprouts? No. Well, then how do you know that you don't like them? Yeah, well, they don't look nice. Yeah, but that's you know, it's that's making an assumption based on on, uh, on previous consumption. Exactly, yeah. right. So if you really if you really want to have an opinion about something, ex experience it. And I'm not saying that you should experience everything in the world, but yeah, pick out that what fascinates most. Yeah, for I understand, you. I understand. And if you're smart enough to judge, what is it going to do to you? And if you consciously make a choice that is all right then do it yeah there was a there was a i think it was with you we we met each other uh, maybe about a week ago and, and at one point there was this kid i think he's like 15 or 16 now quite young and he said uh you know when people say that uh, live your life as if it's your last day mm -hmm. and, uh, and and we all agreed it's like yeah yeah that's you know kind of like a good quote and he said yeah but what if you're a terrorist you know what if your your intentions are you know really to to, to put harm into the world and it got me thinking like shit yeah i never thought of that because the quote itself you know it's very ambiguous exactly for most people it sounds like yes you should you know carpe diem that's what they say in latin you seize the day you, you seize the day but uh, as i said like this is a tool yeah and everything is a tool like your communication is a tool what are you using your tool for that is what matters exactly and if you consciously make a choice to cause harm and you support the cause of harm for instance if you're a terrorist against the nazi party you today you're a, a hero yeah so well what is it to say what's right what's wrong it's no, nothing's right nothing's wrong it's a human it's a human it's humanity yeah I mean, the, 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 there is no discrepancy. There is no gap between right and wrong. It's all, it's just two ends from the same, within the same spectrum. Okay. Like good and evil is okay. the duality of life in which we are living in. Mm -hmm. There cannot be quote unquote good without the quote unquote bad. Okay. At least this is my perspective on it. Okay. So going back to the interesting stuff, DMT, have you done actual DMT? No, no. By actual DMT, I mean, uh, okay, you know what? Uh, actual DMT is inside your brain, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the external, yeah, the external DMT from the frog skin or the ayahuasca or uh, salvia. No, I have done um, psilocybin, which is basically from mushrooms. Yeah, um, and I have done. Well, obviously, I mean, I live in a country where. Uh, Cannabis is freely available. Mm -hmm. Hell, you can even grow it yourself. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm good with that. And I used to, a long, long time ago, I, I tried several hard drugs, which is not my thing. I'm, I'm prone to more, to more natural. Uh, okay. Natural. What, did, what, what was it again? What did you say a lot, uh, many years back you tried something? Oh, I, well, several types. I tried speed. I tried uh, oh. cocaine. I tried... Uh, uh, I even tried ecstasy. Uh -huh. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not my thing. I understand that people, you know, it's kind of like a party drug. Yeah. 
when when you're in your 20s or maybe even sooner or a little bit later sure you know if you want to explore go for it definitely go for it but with now that i'm 30 38 even i'm saying no thanks yeah Yeah. definitely like for instance there is uh, certain things i wouldn't do like after seeing stuff like i wouldn't uh, mess with any chemical uh, chemically produced substances like coke or heroin or meth or yeah, yeah. The, the the reason being like these are meant to make you addicted to it so yeah. these pack your pleasure centers and yeah. these necessarily doesn't give you a high it puts you on a different state like but, but with yeah. mushrooms or uh, ayahuasca or uh, salvia like you're high yeah yeah, you're completely, your entire world, yeah. your entire uh, perspective, perspective is, 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 changed. Is, is changed. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I wouldn't uh, also say that do not believe or uh, be dependent on these things. Like, because mushroom, I feel mushroom is like a very cheap and uh, efficient alternative to show you what you can do to yourself to put you into that state of utter yeah. blissfulness. Yeah. It's, but, it's sort of like a cheap uh, cheap code. You don't need any type of drugs in order to to to, feel, to get into that state of blissfulness. Oh, yeah. If you if you do a fifteen minute breathing exercise, you can be high as a kite. Yeah, I know. I I, I have uh, tried that, but still, uh, I you know the the strength I feel with the the kundalini, I feel with the mushrooms, I haven't felt uh, doing meditation. But I do know that because I'm not doing it the right way, I do need uh, someone to teach me how to do it. The meditation, you mean? Yeah, the Kundalini meditation, the awakening, like the actual, you know, being in that state, uh, state of uh, high, highness. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, well, to come back, maybe this will help you if if you're open for it. I mean, to come back to the to the sex part. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would go for masturbation, uh, then this is what I started this last year. It's a 21 day challenge. Mm-hmm. Basically, that you do with yourself. You start masturbating. You can do this as, as a guy. You can, of course, you can do this as a, as a girl as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, just before you have the feeling that you're about to come, you stop, but you breathe. You start breathing, and then the kundalini energy that you're awakening, the, the life energy, the sex energy mm-hmm. that you're uh, that is awakened, instead of literally, you know, spreading it outward, you breathe inward. So you lift up from your groin all the way up to. Uh, to your heart chakra or even to your third eye. Um, and that energy will resonate. It will expand from wherever it is, whether it is from your groin or from your heart or from your third eye. How, how do you do that? Like just about your, uh, just when you're about to come, you stop, you breathe, you literally breathe the air through your nose. You you breathe, you visualize that the, that, that energy, uh-huh. uh, you, you lift up. From from your penis all the way to your heart, and if you can, even uh, to your third eye. And if you want, you can. I mean, you lift up the sex, you send back from your heart, you send back love, if you will. Okay. And and what will happen if you if you do this correct? First of all, you won't come, mm-hmm. uh, but you do feel the the ecstatic energy of the orgasm. Uh-huh. So that means that you separate the orgasm and the ejaculation which is phenomenal. First okay. of all, this is great for yourself. Second of all, if you do have a girlfriend, she will love you forever for it because it means that you can go on and on and on and be multi-orgasmic without, you know, coming and meaning that you can go on for hours if you wish. Mm-hmm. Um, and the blissful thing about that is the moment that you have this orgasm without the ejaculation, you still have that energy within you and you expand the orgasm. And that kundalini energy just builds up. So you can have one or two or three or four or six or eight. 
orgasms at any given moment. Um, and you, if you do this for 21 days, and of course you're going to fuck it up, literally as well as metaphorically, then you know you start from from day one again. So when I started first, did this? So what happens after day 21? You feel well. What I did is, I mean, you don't reach a goal. It's like the same thing, you know, when you have sex. Most people have sex because they want to have an, an orgasm and an ejaculation, and then it's like 10 minutes of pleasure, and then you, you know, you smoke a cigarette or you fall asleep, and that's it. No, you don't go into sex for for the destination. It's about the journey, you okay. know. Yeah. So after 21 days, it's not that you can say, yes, I'm enlightened and yes, my Kundalini is awakened and, you know, I'm, uh, I can call myself a, a, I don't know, a guru or whatever. No, that's not it. But after 21 days, usually it's, it's, there's, a, there's a significant change in your body. If you do any type of challenge for 21 days, it, build, it means that you're building up a new habit. You're yeah, creating a new habit. I know. There's a sacred number with 7, 13, 21. For instance, you look at this. This is number 20. Uh, that will be 21. Yeah. It's in the Rudraksha I'm wearing right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, this is a bracelet, but uh, I mean, there's 21 prayers, 21 day period. Then yeah. the the 21 days uh, for the moon. There's a, I do not know what is a moon cycle. But the moon cycle, well, I mean, for women. 29.5 or something like that. I thought it was yeah or 28 but something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um the, the uh, if we go into numbers this is, this is really fascinating there's so many so much uh there's no coincidence mathematically seen within the cosmos uh, within the cosmos yeah and if we do decide to call it coincidence then you should look up the mathematical term for coincidence which means t two two points are coinciding mm -hmm. you know they come together yeah. So yeah. the way that we see coincidence is, oh, this just happens, you know, to to just fall on my path. No, um, <laughs> it's 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 interesting. It's it could be planned, which yeah. brings you know the question, of course, what is what is predestined and and what is free will within this life. But that's a whole different topic. Mm -hmm. um, but to come back to the twenty-one days, what will happen if you look back? If you reflect on on that previous twenty-one mm -hmm. days, you see that there is. A, there could be a very significant change in, in, in the way that you live, in the way that you uh, act, in the way that you breathe, in the way that you feel you are interacting with other people, yourself, in the way that you have creativity. I mean, Kundalini energy, life force energy is not just used for sex. It's used for everything. Everything, yeah, I know. You know, you want to be more creative. You want to have better yeah, jokes. Exactly. Hell, masturbate for 21 days without coming and then see what happens, how your jokes are. Right? <laughs> 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 Yeah, that, that, that is exactly why I want to go into that state. It does really help, you know, put you into that uh, creative state. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is like when people say they're in the zone, they're in the yeah, flow, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly, the zen. Yeah. So uh, you completely lose track of time. You have no idea yeah. what's what's happening. Exactly. For all you know, you're like busy for 10 minutes and two and a half hours has passed. It's like, holy shit, and I didn't even feel hungry or thirsty or uh, yeah. to go to the, to, the, to the bathroom. No, that's when you're in the zone. And, and this is... This is the flow of life. And I think that we can actually train ourselves to get into that more often and more easily. Okay. And you are a psychological uh, consultant as well, as a psychoanalyst. Yeah, I, uh, I have a background in, in psychotherapy, uh -huh. uh, neuro-linguistic programming, emotional body work, um, uh, psychology, coaching, um, a lot of things. I did a lot of things for the last twenty years, and basically, what I what I uh, uh, 
what I do, I mean, my essentially, I, I help people. I support people in their learning process. Mm -hmm. So people come to me and they say, uh, I have a problem. And then, you know, they say what the problem is. And then I say, that's not your problem. And then we dig what the real problem is. And then we work on that. And from there on, uh, usually people feel better within one or two or something, three sessions. Okay. Um, so that's, that's really nice because like, I do not, I'm not a big fan of the allopathy uh, psychology doctors because no. many, many uh, you know, do this as a profession instead of a cause. Yeah. So they have a fancy degree from Harvard, wherever, but still, if you seeing subject as a subject and seeing what is wrong with it, and uh, you're just explaining what is wrong, you're not uh, necessarily producing a solution. Yeah, no. So what you're doing is that you're creating a client, you're creating a customer. Exactly. So, yeah. No, my, my intention is always, somebody comes to me, some, they call me up, they send me an email, and essentially I ask them two, two questions. Where are you now and where would you like to be? And that's the difference, you know, I, I define that in my own terminology, my own uh, thoughts, I define that as a problem. A problem is nothing more than the difference of where you are right now and where you wish to be. And so people come to me with that with a problem and then we work towards a solution and you know we can either go into the future or we can take a look at the past if we do if we dig up the past then usually we go into kind of try a, a kind of trauma therapy um or habitual uh therapy or or uh, psychotherapy this is why we you know understanding why you do what you do mm -hmm. uh and and then getting to the root cause and through different methods and, and techniques and, and tools we work on that uh, take away the the root cause which then take away all the symptoms as well and then replace that with something constructive so that from the present the past is no longer an issue on that specific or particular uh, item or topic and people can work towards the future this is one part that i do when people come and say well i have a problem with you know in and, and i think it's connected to my past okay then we can work on that the other part is look i have a i have a problem and i don't know how to solve it i'm standing here right now and i wish to be somewhere there uh in my life in my relationships in my health in my finances in you know whatever it is they wish then we take a look at the future and then we also go into the question why do you do what you do what are your what are your unconscious habits what are your patterns what are your routines understanding why you do what you do and people in that sense are not uh the problems of people are not unique people themselves they are unique i can say that you are unique i heard in one of your last podcasts that you say you know take a look at your thumb print. it has a unique print, print. That's absolutely true. yeah but as a as a as a person with problems and again if you want to use my definition or challenges or issues whatever you want to call it i mean it's all the same you're not unique your problems are not unique yes so if true. you understand why people do what they do then you understand the the, the system in the which they work and exactly. therefore it's much easier to take either take them help them to take get out of the system or to interrupt the pattern yeah. and to say look if you would do this differently or try it out for yourself, you know, because I can say whatever it is that I want in order to change you, but you are the one who's actually changing your life. Exactly. Then there will be a difference. Yeah, true. For instance, let me explain you this. Like, for instance, we have a society, we have a system. Let's consider and talk planet Earth as a whole yeah. uh, for representing humanity. Yeah. So I was born and raised in, I wouldn't say in the streets, but in extremely uh, poor conditions compared to the world. But still, where I was born and raised, I was rich enough to have a, to be raised in a city, to 
have all the necessary amenities and stuff. But when you look into the world, when you look into the display, which brings you information from all over the world, you are convinced of a false facade of life. So you don't appreciate the stuff that you have. Now I come to think of it, like I live in one of the richest countries in the world, move from the poorest countries in the world, and I do, even in the richest countries uh, in the world, I do have a very good, uh, yeah, I would say that it's a, real, it's a good salary. Not a really good salary, but it's a good salary. But I do, uh, the stuff which I do doesn't necessarily give me fulfillment. I'm working a job that doesn't give me happiness. Like, so I belong to this rat race because it produces me a roof over my head and food on my table. So I don't want to be tied on to this process of necessarily just finding resources because we want food, we want uh, comfortability because we want to be happy, we want to be secure. But if you can be happy and secure without doing stuff that hurts you, then why would you do the stuff that hurts you? Les Brown is a motivational speaker. He he's, he once said, and this is reminding uh, me of what you just said. He said, if everything would be easy, every everybody would be skinny, rich, and happy. Yeah. If everything would be easy, everybody would be skinny, rich, and happy. Which means that sometimes we have to go through the adversities, we have to go through the challenges in order to gain the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience to uh, get to that place where we can say, okay, we are, you know, whether it's skinny, rich, and happy as, you know, as a concept. So this is what I decided to do. I just decided to take a chart or decided to just analyze the stuff. Why is it I'm doing? What is it I'm doing? So then I realized that let me just stay true to myself. Like people convince you that you can't do the shit that you like and have a life that won't pay you, that won't keep you fit. What's the point on living as a sheep? Yeah. Well, Go. if you find that comfortable, then by all yeah, means, of course, of course. But the I question mean, always comes down to what do you want? What is it that you, particularly you, Abby, or you as a listener or me, what is it that you want? If you're okay with the status quo as is, perfect. Leave it. Yeah, because uh, imagine this. Ever since you're born, any individual on this planet, you're um, put into a system, a schooling system. Yeah. That's that's initially that's why it, it starts like your creative process like you're think you're looking at everything you're very creative you, you don't stop at anything so yeah. you're automatically in your tantra position you're automatically yeah. in your uh, the the kundalini uh, it's always there for yeah. the, the the very infants yeah and at the third uh, the at the age of three the society comes in yeah. all right kid yeah yeah let's are you ready <laughs> let's kick let's kick the creativity out of you yeah, yeah. okay listen. You need to be unhappy. You need to be sad. And uh, to belong to the system, to get accepted into the system, to get accepted into this herd. Yeah. What people don't understand is that like everyone undergoes through the same process. So no one is no one is actually free. Yeah. Like in India, like uh, for instance, uh, when you're a guy and when you have a job and uh, you're in your mid-20s, the marriage question starts. Yeah. Get married, get married, get married. Like if yeah. you want to marry, go marry. Yeah. Yeah. So people put this into the marriage and uh, usually the after marriage in a chauvinistic society, uh, the women, right now it's changing in urban cities, but in uh, villages, women uh, didn't go to work. So they were dependent on them. 
so what the it automatically became a responsibility for the man to provide for his family yeah and sooner or later there's going to be an innocent soul in the world because if you know don't produce a child something's wrong with you yeah something's wrong with the wife yeah that's just and how does that affect us in no way yeah. but will we stop talking about it no we will talk about you so we will fuck with you but this affects the people and to the people i'll say that this has no real value to you like do what is it you want to do yeah. live up to yourself yeah. be true to yourself and and that's where where the emphasis should really should be i mean you know my my definition of success is not my own but it's from somebody else and he said you know to to create as much as much pleasure as possible for yourself as well as for others and and as little pain uh for yourself as much as well as for others which means that if you're really really true to yourself you will find that success will be both the signs of achievement it means that you can achieve your goals whatever you set out for yourself as well as an art of fulfillment and i call it an art because you know what fulfills you doesn't necessarily have to fulfill me or vice versa if we take a look at a picture or a painting you, you know you can say oh, this is hideous this is absolute garbage i can not understand why this is hanging on the wall and i would say this is wonderful fabulous and would have a million bucks and i would buy it so fulfillment is is definitely in that sense an art and achievements well you know you take it's like a recipe you follow step a b and c and then you know if you want to put if you want to make a lasagna then you know you follow the recipe and in the end when you open up the oven a chair won't come out but a lasagna will come out yeah so that's the science of achievement as well as the art of fulfillment and i think that that is that that is success but it all comes down to you know asking yourself what is it that i really want what is it that i stand for and not being misled by and 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 distracted by what other people say that you should think and this is what this is what we do this is a sheep behavior whether you see it on tv or you see it on social media or anywhere you know take even the look at the news the news is just so uh, one sided you know um, so from from there on yeah ask yourself the question what is it that i that that i want what is it that i feel that i want to live for what is my truth what is really my truth and that's a whole personal um exploration and there's no right or wrong you can only say well this is where i am right now in my process and somebody else says well you're wrong and you say okay thank you you know and and again that's that's just the, the part of the ego that you that you you try to leave out as much as possible because you, your ego always wants to be right you know yeah and 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 i think that that is, as soon as we learn that you know 90% of the time that we spend with other people our ego is involved and it's, it's sitting in the driver's seat of the conversation um then you have two choices you can either be right or you can be happy and when the ego is there you know you you want to be right you have a discussion and you're willing to go fight fight uh, what's it what is it called tooth and nail uh, to to stand by by what you're saying rather than hey where do we find the common ground and religion is a great example for this you know mm-hmm. like like we said in the beginning everybody's saying like no no this my religion my faith is the only one that is true Oh, okay great you know you need to give space for other religions this is one of the reason why i love hinduism and right now it is it is tainted like hinduism is not a single religion it is a collection of religions yeah. jesus can be in a god inside a hinduism and buddha is a god inside a hinduism yeah. so it, like this is 
like so i wouldn't say that hinduism is better than everyone else hindu has hinduism also, oh but it definitely is i mean fuck you have like thousands of uh, of gods so millions or 3 million 3 million no 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 i i think uh, 33 million 300 or something like that like there's a there's another uh, and and the christians only have one <laughs> losers <Yeah. laughs> no but you know but, yeah all, all all joking aside it's yeah it it, do, it doesn't really matter religion should be in my opinion should be a stick to lead on and not to hit somebody else with the the reason be, for being this many gods is because like uh indians wanted to uh, respect all the shit that had value to them so what they made is that like they made a god out of it so that people will stop uh you know yeah same thing for christianity world. by the way if you really dig into the history of christianity mm-hmm. uh there there were way more uh, uh deities than than just the one god okay so yeah true 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 yeah. like w- what i would uh, you know suggest people is that like you know uh, give some space for room like only when you have that 5% of room for doubt you can fortify your faith yeah this this is the this is the i think that the the essence of the challenge of life with 8 billion people on this planet how can i do my thing respect the other person's thing and vice versa because no one should be thinking that they are only themselves are right as a individual or as a group or as a community mm-hmm. uh, i think we're all right in our in our own perspectives but uh, can i have the respect the compassion and the empathy for that what you're doing and for that what your neighbor is doing and for that what the the the, the other countries are doing and the people in there um and still stick to my own truth without harming other people i think that is true uh respect care it's compassion and empathy because if i would kill you over 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 a dispute that i have based on an opinion then yeah why you know that's that's how war start that's how you know what wars are fought for but as long as i can say look i let's agree to disagree you have your truth and i have mine yeah you live your life and i live mine and if by any chance we meet each other it will be beautiful as long as we can stay respectful compassionate and empathetic and open not trying to deceive each other not trying to influence each other in a way that okay you know that, that i'm going to manipulate you into starting to believe that that what i believe compared to what you believe is is better or is is superior no you do what you do and i do what i do and as long as we can meet each other and say hi how are you doing and well is then that interesting what you do based on true fascination or interest and then say okay well you know it's not really my cup of tea you do what you do and and i keep on doing what i do or maybe i'm interested in say oh how does that work then we have a true community a global community from which we can work together and then we have can build a synergy from which we have so much more than just a sum of all individuals let's see but hey this is you know wishful thinking maybe yeah Th- that's the thing but we we shouldn't stop pu- pushing towards that like for instance I'm not the first one to dream of universal love and universal connection and I won't be the last one. Yeah. But along the lines people lose uh, that okay this can't be done or this is not achievable or stuff like that so uh, they give up. <clears throat> yeah. It's easy to give up. Yeah. It's very easy to give. My first book is called Never Give Up and and it, it's about a pilgrimage that I walked. I was just about to to undergo kidney dialysis. Mm-hmm. And um 
This was back in 2009, and the doctor told me, well, your kidneys are so uh, bad, they're not, they're not working mm -hmm. uh, well anymore, so you have to be on dialysis probably within a couple months. And I said, okay, how much time do I really have? He said, well, I would give it like three, four months. I said, mm -hmm. perfect. I have two months in which I want to walk 1,000 kilometers. And he said, you're not going. And I said, thank you for your advice. Mm -hmm. I'm packing. Uh, and long story short, I did, and uh, and because I had a dream, I really wanted to make that part of of you know my my uh, experience happen in reality, and I did, and and I never gave up on that dream, and I did. I completed the the one thousand kilometers. Uh, I walked with about twenty six, twenty seven, which is kilos, which converts to about fifty five or fifty six pounds, yeah. in a backpack, and and I um, I walked. I had an amazing time. I met God even or. Whatever you want to call it. Okay. Yeah. Where, uh, from where and where was this journey? This was from Saint Jean Pied de Port in south southern part of France to Finisterre, uh, which is uh, at the Mediterranean Sea in the northern part of Spain. Okay. So I crossed the Pyrenees from France to Spain into Spain, then I went to Pamplona where they have the bullfighting, uh -huh. and then from there on I went westward. Um, all the way to Santiago, okay. which is where Saint Jacob uh, is supposedly to be buried in okay. the cathedral, um, and then another hundred uh, kilometers uh, to the to the ocean. Did you walk on uh, the nature's path, or did you take any routes, roads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically there are a couple routes uh, because this is this goes hundreds of years back, so. Uh, along the road, there's there's uh, albergues and, and municipalities and, and stuff like that where you can rest. So you basically, I mean, there's so it's uh, there's a path even uh, there right now. Yeah. So it's by the jungles, by the nature. Yeah, you can. Well, you, you yeah, or just part of the street through the cities, through the villages. I mean, there's always more sub routes, but okay. the, the big route. Yeah, you just go from from place to place, and you walk somewhere between 10, 20, 30 kilometers per day. And uh, where are you staying? Camping? Uh, anywhere along the route where there's a where there's a small hostel, mm -hmm. um, and I would just enter and I would say, "Do you have a place?" And if they would say yes, then I would stay there. And if they say no, we're full, then I would keep on walking until the next uh, stop. Where, where did you have any difficulties at certain periods when you couldn't find a room? Uh, yeah, not a few. Not often, but I had a few, and then I would just keep on walking. And when you said you met God, how was the experience? Uh, this is like a... Paulo Coelho, he's a Brazilian writer. Yeah, I know, the alchemist. The alchemist. But he also wrote a book before the alchemist. I mean, it's a brilliant book, the alchemist, but he wrote a book before that, and it's um, uh, Diaries of a Magician. Mm -hmm. And in he in which he describes the uh, his route to Santiago de Compostela, and he describes in that book he describes three ways of love, and he has the the, the first one is called eros, you know the 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 the, the, the flamey the passionate love that you have between uh, two lovers that's eros you know they 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 consume each other it burns up and, and that's it. The second one is called philos or filios, which is more the, you know, the, the, I wouldn't say the brotherly love, but more like, you know, it's the, the, the settled down of the, the friendship kind of love. Mm 
uh, that you have for each other. This is what you see with a lot of uh, relationships, by the way, after a certain uh, couple of years, you know, the, 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 the flame, the passion, it's, it's extinguished. And then you have, you know, two people who care for each other, but they don't, um, they don't have that, that passion anymore. None mm. of them is right or wrong, by the way, but it's just there. And then the third one, he called agape. And agape is basically the, the universal love that just consumes you. Everything is made of agape. And I remember very specifically I, at one point I was walking in a, in a small colon with my three friends, one from the Netherlands, two from Brazil. And I was the last one. I was always the last one because I was uh, walking with such a heavy load on my back. And I was walking up a mountain and I could see the treetops below me on the left side. And I was, I was tired. I really, I was tired I was done walking but we still had to finish our climb and um, and all of a sudden there was this huge silence I can't describe it it's kind of like you know the the, the wind that falls yeah. quiet there's wind yeah, everywhere there's, there's, and then there's, there's no more there's wind pause. exactly and this is the same thing with sound and sense you know there was just that nothingness anymore and I literally opened up my eyes and I said okay you know just to myself welcome me and i felt that i don't know this force i cannot really describe it it's the same thing when i had an out-of-body experience this force just kind of hugging me taking hold of me not lifting me up you know nothing spiritual in that sense or or or, or booga 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 oh, yes. but it's it's really that that feeling that sense that something way bigger than you is just you know it's just absorbing you it's just for a brief moment it's kind of like these huge hands or whatever it is they just surround you they just wrap you in a blanket and i was crying my eyes out at that point in silence nobody noticed anything because i was the last one the other people in front of me they just kept on walking and i just i just stood there and i couldn't i couldn't move and i just felt that at that moment i had that connection with that was the agape that, that, that connection with god okay yeah and whether it's God or it's Allah or it's Buddha or it's Krishna, yeah, I mean, I, it, that, that, that for me, that doesn't matter. God doesn't, I believe, the entity called or known to the humanity by the lexicon called as God, I believe, is much more complicated yeah. to what the religions have explained. Yeah. And that's why uh, we tend to believe more towards the atheist side, which doesn't really also give an answer. This is, yeah, there's nothing ever exists here. Okay. Yeah, that, that's basically the the modern science and the modern technologies. It's empty. Okay. Like, uh, for instance, you have, I, I support uh, sustainable living. I, I support uh, the way in which we have to live that doesn't harm the planet. But at the same time, you can't take life out of certain things. For instance, if you ride a motorbike, the ride, the engine thump, as a value to it yeah you if you take out uh, take that out it yeah. you understand they, yeah. it, it loses its uh, its core yeah its essence yeah yeah so this is what i would uh, ask people to do like you know go to your core like do not believe shit you read uh, like if, even if you believe shit you read give the five percentage of room for doubt that will help you a lot yeah no yeah. matter wh uh, what is it you hear from anyone, be it from me as well. Like give a 5% of uh, doubt, like ask yeah. how authentic or how good 
yeah. the startups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's good. I mean, we 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 tend to live in a in a culture or in a society where there shouldn't be any room for doubt. But I think doubt is one of the most overlooked potential and hidden blisses that we have, because doubt makes you question, and questions are always good because if you keep on questioning, if you keep on asking, then you get new information, get new feedback. That's why kids are amazing. Kids are the most thorough uh, uh, explorers. They ask you questions that we don't have answers to because we take it for granted. And, you know, we, we live in a set of 20, 30, 40, 50 year olds. We just live in a society where, where we believe that what is said to us decades ago, while kids, they ask us questions and, and we have no idea why we give an answer. Yeah, I don't think God has a puny little creature who says that, okay, you guys belong, you should belong to my, to my club. If you don't belong to my club, if you do that shit, I'm going to fuck you up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if, if that's your God, like, you, you know, you need to change your God, dude. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, and this is why I, I think, you know, and I, I'm not here to piss on any type of religion. I'm an omnitheist, if you will. I'm, you know, I, I embrace every kind of religion and, and I have friends in every religion. But... I, I I remember that my, my mom and my brother long long time ago they went to they went to Rome they went to the Vatican even and he wasn't allowed to enter because he was wearing shorts and he uh, his ankles were exposed and I was thinking like what God would say no you're not allowed to enter my house if you are uh, exposing your ankles then why did like, you give me ankles then exactly you know like. What 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 the hell, dude? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and there's so many rules that we have to abide by in order to fit in that box, which is man-made of rules and regulations to you know to 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 call ourselves spiritual or religious. And I think that that's not the purpose for religion. Again, that's 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 using the metaphor as a stick to hate somebody else with and say you're doing it wrong. And if you don't want to be feeling that pain anymore, then you should do it my way. And that's not that's not religion. That is not freedom of will. That's not personal exploration. That is, you know, message. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with it. And we live in that. Unfortunately, we live in that society. Whether you yeah. call it whether you call it politics or you call it religion or you call it. Uh, uh, business even yeah you, you know what really uh, hurts me man like you know we so call ourselves as smart apes we so call ourselves as intelligent species yeah. which evolved and uh, which learn, has learned to communicate with each other has built societies yeah. cities and stuff yeah. but if you really really think about it like we still uh, act like sheep yeah uh, we still graze on the uh, grounds that are uh, shown to us by people who will hurt us if you don't do that like yeah. it's it, yeah. they can hurt you especially as a human they can hurt you only if you let them hurt you yeah yeah but and we're too comfortable in in living the way you know as sheep that we don't want to see the world differently for what it's yeah and that's offer more for yeah, what it really is yes but sooner or later since as uh, many of us are smart many of us uh, do ask questions like sooner or later, life does catch up with us. Like, of we, yeah. So when you ask that question, like you're stuck in a midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, the all your emotions, they start rushing into you. Like you're like, what the fuck am I doing? What, yeah. what, what is yeah. happening? Like, yeah. you you feel that your life is uh, 
going away from you, you desperately try to hold on to the uh, leading moments by doing stupidity. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. like start to make small changes consciously. Like if you like photography, buy a small camera or just use the current camera you have to start taking pictures. Do it every day, as you say. As you said, 21 days, level one finish. Exactly. Level two, buy a, a bit of a better camera, go to a bit of a larger places. Yeah. Level three, learn more stuff, become yeah. better. Yeah. So, uh, so sooner or later, within a year or two, you're, you're going to be in a much better place than you were two years back. Exactly. The two years is going to go one way or the other. The, yeah. the question is, what are you going to do? Like people uh, look at uh, like, uh, people who have achieved big like for instance many photographers today right now don't want to get paid as uh, to even have a decent life because they are you know they are stuck in a small flow yeah they need to put in the extra so it's like you putting in the extra steps to walk a bit further yeah you don't know where your stop is but you need to keep walking exactly because why why should you stop you know, life still continues. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, for me personally, it's, it's redundant to say, okay, you know, I still have X amount of years left over, but this is where I should stop. You know, yeah. let's just put, you know, set up camp here and and stay here for the rest of my life. Yeah. No. You know, I could have e easily taken the path, uh, you know, I'm a computer science engineer. I'm working for a really good company, a uh, really good salary. Yeah. I'm on the right path. I can become a manager and shit like that. But that's, yeah. not, that's not me. No, exactly. Like I can uh, look at uh, Dave Chappelle and then say that, look, he's a such, such a successful comedian because he's been doing it consistently since the age of 14. Yeah. But I missed the age from 14 to 21. I started with 21. So do I have the initial push? You don't, I don't have the initial push, but I can become. Because you have the potential. And this is what most yeah. people tend to forget. You know, you have infinite potential. It yes. doesn't, it, it, I know of people, they, you know, they, they start, they start at any type of age, whether it's at five or it's at 55 and they start doing what it is that they really are fascinated, intrigued and interested and curious about. And they, they develop their skills. And if you have talent for it, it goes even faster, but you need to be able and willing to explore that, what you really like, you know, what, what you're passionate about. And if you don't do that, well, then you know, then, then you're probably stuck with, you know, that, that what you do, which is your job, your main focus, most likely. But this is why the reason why most people are, are unhappy because they do stuff that, 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 that doesn't fulfill them yeah. because they're too scared to actually make that jump or partially make that jump in finding out what it is and then actually doing it. Yeah. But the first major jump that you one needs to do is that to accept yourself. Of course. Yeah, like you, you, you always known that. Like deep inside you, you always know knew who you are, but you are just too afraid, too afraid to you know get that out. Yeah. So you became somebody that you thought other people would appreciate if you would be that person. Yeah. People speak about this propaganda, brainwashing technique, and everything. Like we are already brainwashed ever since the age of three. Exactly. Go to a school yeah. three, uh, three all the way till you're eighteen. Yeah. You're inside this uh, system, and yeah. again. When you come out, you you were sent to another system. Yeah. At your adolescent period, when you start to become uh, an actual adult, so it's, the system gets retreated to you. Yeah. 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 We go always from one system yeah. to another. And, and when the people who break up from the system, break out from the system, and go live out their life, are seen as crazy. But 
in reality, everyone knows that they are actually the ones who are actually living their life. Yeah. And then you should ask yourself, or you might ask yourself, are you are you okay with a potential label that others are giving you of crazy or whatever kind of label they give you versus the fulfillment, the happiness, the purpose, and the pleasure that you find by doing what you truly love? Yeah. And as I uh, said, like, what really uh, makes me sad as uh, humans is because, like, we call ourselves smart apes, but still we refuse to do the right thing. Like, we, we can live ourselves in a sustainable society. We came into this world, uh, into this world completely naked, holding nothing on to. When we leave, we are holding to nothing. Yeah. We go, uh, we came in as a meat suit, we are leaving as a meat suit. Exactly. Right now, in, in, in this small time frame, then your life force meets with the body. You have been. Yeah. And do you want to spend that time doing something beautiful that you're proud of, that gives you happiness to yourself? Or does it just belong to a system? Like, we can create that society. We can uh, live in an ecological way. We can, you know, we, we can create an amazing system. But yeah. still, ah, yeah, we, can, we can't do shit. Yeah, this is society. You're being too idealistic. Yeah, yeah. we can't do that. Like, yeah. 95 job days. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's the belief that, that most, most of us have, that we as an individual are not strong enough to change the system. And I don't think that we should, as an individual, believe that we can change the system. There's, there's, as far as I know, there hasn't been a single person who believed that individually they could change the system, nor Mahatma Gandhi, nor Martin Luther King, nor John F. Kennedy or all the other people, not even Jesus thought yeah. that I, as an individual, I can change the entire system. No, what no. they did is they lived on purpose. That's why Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. He didn't say, I have a plan. Mm -hmm. No, he said, I have a dream. He stood for what he believed in. Yeah, exactly. and, and from there on, he brought a quarter million people or even more to, to you know, uh, together in a time and a place where there wasn't social media where there wasn't mobile phones like there is right now in, in these days. So, yeah, the question is, you know, are you really willing to live on purpose? Whatever that means to you. Yeah, you need to become the person you want to become. Yes, exactly. And you're always in the becoming. And from yeah. there on, you know, you will find like-minded people. You don't have to change exactly. the world by yourself. You just live on purpose. Yeah, if, you if you stay true to yourself, if you don't lie your ass off, like, if, for instance, if partying outside is not your thing, but you, you do not do that. Like, don't do that just because you want to have a social life. Like, yeah, exactly. if you want to have a social life, and what is it you want to do? Okay, you like to take nature walks? Look up nature, in, especially in today's uh, technology, a lot of things are facilitated too easily. So yeah. go to uh, places where you can find people like you, find uh, nature walks. Like go with the nature walks and you will find your own social connection. Exactly. But yeah. staying true to yourself. Yeah. And and this is with on all areas of each and every, every single one of us. Yeah. Finding out what is constructive, what is destructive, and then trying to minimize the destructiveness and then to amplify the constructiveness on every single aspect, whether it's your personal health, the way you eat, what you eat, how you communicate to other people, how you communicate to yourself even, uh, how, you, how you relate with other people, how you... Uh, deal with uh, the, the the challenges in your life, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, psychological, or otherwise, um, and 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 
doing that what's yeah that that what really follows your passion yeah in terms of work and i'm not saying that everybody should quit their jobs right now and you know just start singing kumbaya and because that's you know mm-hmm. what, what fulfills them but yeah i mean if it fulfills them why not like if it gives you happiness and if you know that you can uh, set up an economy that uh, you can live in the system if you like the system or if you can live somewhere else where if you can live and if you want to do that go ahead absolutely my question and this is again my 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 personal uh interpretation maybe even part of my ego is saying uh i i i put question marks with that statement would you really be fulfilled completely fulfilled if you would sing kumbaya all day every day i will eventually get uh, tired of it and when you do get tired of it then again once again ask yourself what is it you want to do exactly what is it you like to do yeah do go that live out i mean if you go that today you will find like billions of stuff to do and, and billions is just a number it's actually infinite yeah like you there are different 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 cultures to experience different 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 places to see what the fuck is it you're doing with your life yeah. like you say that you have a weak ass passport like and can you explain me uh, the passport is issued by a country and the country is decided by you humans yeah. you humans consciously made a choice to draw borders that there are no borders within planet earth like you can go anywhere like yeah. right now i mean, i know that like people will say that okay you're just sounding too idealistic with an afghanistan uh, passport from afghanistan i can't go to shit okay why can you go let's start from there all right go there and make an honest approach to all all the governments or the places which you want to go you're if you're a traveler the destination shouldn't matter you you the only thing you're concerned uh, concentrated is traveling and seeing other places so go there live life enjoy life experience life because you have this amazing opportunity at life here yeah so do you want to concentrate on that you know uh, merely surviving or living yeah surviving or thriving i think that's that's beautiful yeah that's that's what it's what it's about um either to you know to be submissive to the world around you or to explore the power you have within yourself and the potential that you have and then to live on purpose yeah and whatever it is that you find i think and i hope that you will find passion with it so when you had the calling like uh, you know we there are a lot of terms to calling the dream or the the vision to have the the journey uh when you met god so did you have any conversation or was it just merely you understood each other there was no material uh, like three dimensional uh, words uh, three dimensional sound waves but still the the quantum connection was there well we never we never spoke in that sense i mean i'm i, I I would say I would even say I I'd met him twice once on that mountain in uh, during my my pilgrimage and the other one when I had an out of body experience I I got operated on on the on the table and <clears throat> uh and I left my body and um um the, the, there wasn't a, conver- a real conversation there the only message that I got is it's not your time yet so you have to go back yeah. um but during the time that uh, that I was well not not in my meat suit Uh, it was it was blissful as hell 
it was beyond anything that I've ever experienced. And did you go into that state uh, while jacking off, holding your energy and then putting it, <laughs> projecting it into your third eye? Uh, different. No, not, not in that way. No, but it was different. It was really, really different. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the Kundalini energy, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert in that, but the only thing that I, that I do enjoy is the, the state in which it, it lifts up my energy when I, when, I'm, uh, when I go for masturbation, even when I have sex with somebody. Um, it, the, the state in which I am is, uh, is, is way more uplifting. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, I tend to forget about, you know, what it is that I'm doing. So I, I, I grow beyond the boundaries of my body. So yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. And, um, uh, and unfortunately I haven't had the privilege yet to, to share that same experience with somebody whilst having sex. Yeah. I know it's possible. I know how to do it. Uh, but yeah, so far. Yeah, uh, th- th- there's a lot no. more, uh, you know, mystery to the human understanding of the realm than what is it we know right now. Like uh, yeah. we are just babies, like opening their eyes, like slowly. Have you have you ever read the book uh, Flatland? Flatland. Flatland. I forget the, the the writer. I've read it once, and I refer to it a couple of times. And I, I remember other people referring to it. Flatland is basically a world where uh, everything is two dimensional. Uh-huh. And there are squares, circles, and uh, triangles living in there. It's it's a fictional uh, country. Uh, but one day there is, I think, I believe it's a circle, and that circle really wants to explore what is beyond that flatland because everything is two D. You know, if you would see a circle, then you would see three. Uh, yeah. You know, you'd see two two ends. Yeah, you don't see the shape, but you just see the. The, the diameter of, yeah. of it. Um, for a triangle, you'd see three dots, you know, the point yeah, in the I two corners. So, and there's this circle, and, and I think it's a, it's a she, and at one point she, she dreams of something beyond the, 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 the dimensions of number one and two. And for some reason, I, I forget what it, how, it, how it came to be, she gets lifted out of the two-dimensional world and observes from a three-dimensional world, the 2D world. So she, she sees all mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the, the, the squares and the triangles living in their own houses and going to the supermarkets and, and yeah. whatever it is. And she is amazed, blown away by the concept of 3D. I understand. And then she comes back into the 2D world and then she's, you know, trying to explain to all the other creatures, all the other 2D creatures, like, guys, there is a three-dimensional world. You look like a triangle. What do you mean a triangle? You know, I'm three dots. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 that's not it. And it's the same thing with uh, understanding <clears throat> it's, uh, with understanding what else is there in this life. We see this world as 3D, but what if there is 4D? We know that there is 4D. We know that uh, yeah, there's that's, 5D, you know, and, and beyond. Exactly, exactly. Like that's the quantum physics. Like, uh, you know, taking quantum physics and theoretical physics too easily and too seriously, it's like taking God too seriously. Exactly. And uh, like I did make this as an unpopular opinion and uh, people were like, no, man, you can't compare physics to God, man. Like, but the thing is that like when you take quantum physics, when you take an imaginary numbers that can exist only in paper. Yeah. So that's same as God. Yeah. So... I believe the metaphysical connection you have when you connect within yourself and when you do go to that state, when you do feel those those things, like I do believe that's the quantum reality. Yeah. 
Yeah, me too. And yeah. you know, there is still, as I said, a lot more understanding. Like you are the center of universe. Like we humans, we have, uh, we are known conductors, all right? Yeah. And only conductors can produce electricity as well. And there are many known instances of people who conduct, who produce electricity by uh, lighting a bulb and stuff. Yeah. Those are just people who accidentally learned how to do that. That's it. We humans, we can consciously learn how to do that because we are an ever-ending source of energy. Yeah. We can yeah. neither be created, the, the, I mean, the energy source. The, yeah. the three-dimensional bodies, so yeah, that can be destroyed easily. So, uh, the, but the life force, the energy, that can na- uh, neither be created nor be destroyed. No, it is. Period. Yeah. It just is. And wherever it goes, whatever it is, I mean, that's up for debates. Yeah. So the, the day we learn how to manipulate the electromagnetic field that exists within us, the internet will become futile. You can connect to any individual, any soul, anything in the planet, in, in the cosmos, actually. And I believe that we already have that technology, if you will, within ourselves. We just forgot to remember it. Yeah, we need to learn how to use it. Like that is... Uh, some people learn it by accident. Some people learn it uh, through, you, you know, the, uh, in India, like you have these people who live in the forest and stuff like that, like who do uh, stuff like that, the astral projection, yeah. the telekinesis. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you do learn uh, learn that stuff, you be, uh, like you start to see this three-dimensional world as puny. Like you don't want to concern yourself with this puny as uh, stuff. Exactly. So even when you can com- control the weather, which many have shown to do. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to do that because you, you don't want to concern yourself with the materialistic needs. You, you see your fellows as mere primates. Yeah. And because that's how I feel after a really good spiritual journey. When I walk back, like I, I just look at humans as like smart apes, like walking. By smart apes like uh, apes which learn to dress and you know yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I get floozy you. reality. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, you see life then differently. Yeah, that's what I hear from what you're saying. Otherwise, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that it's good or bad, but me, I, I, I really try to keep my ego as much out of it as well. You know, if I would judge somebody else by saying, okay, you're you're just a smart ape because you you know you know how to dress. And I just had the spiritual experience, so therefore, you know, I understand better how life works than you do. Then it's it, again, it's, it would be ego for me. That would be ego, and it doesn't. It doesn't make me. Yeah, it makes me feel better maybe in a moment, but it, it doesn't contribute anything to to uh, anyone else except myself. Yeah. But the point is, and I agree completely with that, is when you do have such a, a spiritual experience, you have the tendency to to grasp life in a completely different way mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you know it's like you you get an, an, an extra door opened in a room that you've come came to for years and and you know there's a passageway through an, uh, which you can go and experience something else that wasn't there before according to your own reality yeah and i think that that is magnificent and i think that we have that possibility each and every single time if we're open for it yeah, you know, if we can, if you can truly really see what what else is 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 there to to learn, be open. Albert Einstein once said, "You can you can see the world in one or two ways. Either everything is a, a either nothing is a miracle, or you can see the world as if everything is it's a miracle." miracle. Yeah. And I I, I choose to sort of go with the second way. Yeah, exactly. Me too. You know, yeah. like be open instead of you know discarding 
whatever it is that you hear or that is you see, ah, that's nothing. Ah, that's bullshit. Ah, that's yeah. No, for for instance, for me, like I'm gonna say something controversial. Like, but uh, I do not believe in the Big Bang theory. Like, I don't say that uh, a big guy with a beard created all of us. No, I'm, I'm not uh, definitely saying that. What I'm saying is that the existence of cosmos, the fabric reality, which caused the evolution, which caused the entire existence to exist. Yeah, it's a bit more complicated than just a big bang. Yeah, believing in big bang thoroughly is like be- believing a big guy said, "Let that be light." That's yeah. equal. That's equal to saying that there was a big bang, and definitely that that's what happened. Sure. You need to give a room for doubt. And when when I do apply my uh, doubt for uh, doubt algorithm, doubt algorithm. Mm-hmm. to examine the truthness of it like it doesn't make a lot of sense the big bang like there's still a lot of gaps mm-hmm. i'm certain that it will be filled but i mean, i know that like uh, the, this is not the complete answer for now and i would force everyone in the planet to do the same as well like don't believe in my shit like uh, try to find answers for yourself when you keep asking the right questions you will know what to believe and what not yeah. to believe exactly this is yeah exactly. This is what I say in 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 almost every of my trainings. When I give a training uh, to people, when I when I set up a workshop or a seminar or uh, or a training, one of the things that I say in the beginning is don't believe a word that I'm saying, because what I say is my truth. It's my experience, exactly. and I found out for myself that by doing A, B, and C, it works. It will get me to result X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But it 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 is not a guarantee that my I have the ultimate truth. No, what I do invite you to is be uh, be a critic, you know, stay focused and be a critic, try it out, be open enough to try it out. And if it doesn't work, well, then it doesn't work. At least you know that what I offer you didn't work. And if it does work for you, perfect. I'm super, super happy that I've been able to provide you with something that makes your life easier or better or more qualitative in any, in any way. Okay. But I'm not saying that, you know, I have the ultimate answer. And I think that nobody has. Nobody has the ultimate answer. Exactly. So find out for yourself. If yeah. you don't believe in the Big Bang, then don't believe in the Big Bang. And for me, it's redundant because, I, honestly, I don't care that much, you know, how the, how the universe started. It's a wonderful philosophical question. Mm-hmm. Truly is. But it doesn't bring me any further on my life's path. Yeah, I, I'm not going to stop asking the question. I am asking the no, question. No, I am uh, like, definitely. I'm still on this journey in discovering myself. Yeah. Who is Abhi? Like, yeah. who is real Abhi? But yeah. so, as like you, I believe like I will be having a spiritual journey. I'm 50. I want. Let's say that I want to be high, uh, enlightened. But let's see how it, how well it goes. But I do know that like I will be taking a spiritual journey. So it's it's all up to you, like how much you are willing to believe, how much you are willing to put in an effort to become the person you want to become. Exactly. One of the things I teach is that you can do so much more than you think you can. And like I yeah. said, you know, when I talk about myself in, in my introductions and, and what I try to teach people in in, uh, in the settings that I that I am surrounded with them is that despite having lost my eyesight, being on kidney dialysis and and having a double organ transplant twice and being operated on 60 times, diabetic coma, out-of-body experience, near-death experience, hell, man, I've had so many experiences. But at the same time, I can say I am truly, truly happy with how my life is. I'm super blessed and I'm super thankful. And I know that where I am right now is still a point in which I am in the becoming. 
Yes. Because I, this is not my end goal. This is not my end destination. Yeah, maybe uh, you had uh, you weren't conscious enough to choose a good meat suit. When you exactly. Came. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and even even if this was something to which I agreed to beyond before I I I came into this world, mm-hmm. like as a as a spirit, as an entity, as a soul, whatever you want to, to say, yeah, I said, you know what? How about I take a life with some physical challenges yeah. and uh, loss of eyesight, so I'm not distracted by all the shit that I have to look at, but just you know, go for the journey inward. How about I take that? Okay, you know, and and I came into this life. What if this was on purpose? Yeah, and then I can choose. I can say, look, whatever is in my life right now. Is either a blessing or it's a burden, and I tried them both, and I have to say it works far better for me to say it's a blessing. Yes, I am ninety nine point five percent blind. Yes, I have two extra organs in my body, uh, which normally shouldn't be there. <laughs> and yes, I... <laughs> so so a couple of minutes ago you were complaining that a couple of organs weren't working. Right now you're saying you have extra two. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't take with a transplant. They don't take something out. It's not a replacement. They just okay. shove more in. Okay. So I have three kidneys and two pancreases. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what most people uh, don't know. But they, they just literally they cut me open in the in the stomach area and they just you know opened it and they just on one side they put in a, a kidney and on the other side they put in the pancreas and they stitch me back up. And uh, it's oversimplification, of course, but that's what they never take anything out because the the risk of uh, uh, complication exceeds far more the benefit than uh, uh, of taking it out. There are many uh, people who have uh, ventured further and, and further and to understand uh, how this meat uh, meat suit works, and uh, there are many uh, many advancements in Eastern medicine which have been effectively discarded by. the western board because they have the guns and uh, they set the laws but i i, I think uh, you know uh, the world needs to start to open more yeah i am not saying uh, that karen and her uh, essential oils definitely work it works because you believe it works and placebo works <laughs> but at the same time there are a lot of authentic stuff also that works but still it's not appreciated because it is not recognized and i think it's sad it needs to come it needs to have importance I, I, yeah absolutely I, i again even when it comes to you know the 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 pharmaceuticals or the the, the western versus the the eastern why not incorporate it i mean yeah, with, exactly without without the western i would be dead mm-hmm. and trust me i i've been my operation was uh, homeopathically holistically mm-hmm. and if i would ne- i i hardly ever take Uh, an aspirin if i have a headache mm-hmm. or drink a glass of water and massage my big toe mm-hmm. um but yeah without western medicine i would be dead yeah but without the eastern medicine i would be worse off as well yeah so i incorporate both of them exactly that's, there's that's, not... that's, that's perfect balance yeah Why? you 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 need to draw uh, knowledge from all the sources you can't say that look we are the best yeah if you say that like you don't give room to improve yourself exactly and this is and this is what what i think life's about it's it's a continuous journey or it's one big journey without a destination even when you die there it's not the final destination mm-hmm. but you know you, and where there's so much more to explore to experience to expand and ultimately to enjoy that's my that's my motto yeah that's nice like thank you for sharing your journey like and uh, i have i'm going to publish your uh, written works and i mean the works you're coming so that people can uh, Check it out. 
Awesome. And do you will also recommend people uh, to get in touch with you if they need any help from you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they can. Okay, that's nice. So I can provide whatever is it you want to want them to connect to you with. Absolutely. And uh, if you were to summarize your life's journey as a thought, what would that be? Holy shit. My life's journey, I would summarize it. Holy shit, I never thought that it would be so incredible. Because it exceeds any and every expectation that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I had experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's still going. And I've had rock bottom multiple times. And I've hit, you know, the super quote unquote success, uh, as it is, uh, described in society or seen in society mm-hmm. multiple times as well. And every single time I think like, okay, this is it. And then there's more. So, um, my life is like one big, holy shit ride of an adventure where I get to experience more of what is to come. There's, there's one story, if you allow me, that, yeah, that sure. I would like to that I would like to finish. This is usually a story. It's not mine, but it's a story that I that I usually finish with uh, in in my presentations, and it basically shows that that we have infinite possibilities, and the way that we look, how we how we focus on on life, is how we define our reality. <coughs> and this story goes as follows: um, There's an old there's an old lady. And uh, she feels that her ending of this life is nearing very, very soon. Mm -hmm. And so she decides to call up a a minister in the church. And she says, you know, like, minister, would you would you come by? Because, you know, I feel that my end is nearing and I would like to just discuss a few things with you. And in first instance, the minister says, well, maybe, you know, we have a huge network. Maybe we could help you to prolong your life. And the old lady says, no, 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 it's fine. I've, I've. Done everything that I wanted to do. I've experienced everything that I wanted to experience. Just, just come over. Let's wrap up the details. All right. So um, he comes. He knocks on the door. Old lady opens up, and they go in. And the lady says to the minister, "Look, um, in the church every Sunday, you know, we have this 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 singing with uh, uh, this, these lectures, and I like them. And if it would be not too much of a of a hustle." I would like to ask you to read out the following passages and maybe with, you know, the people uh, that are close to me to sing maybe one or two songs from the following, um, from the following uh, songs. And the minister writes everything down and says, sure, sure, no problem. Is there anything else that you uh, might want to, uh, that I can help you with? And the old lady says, well, yes, you know, when I want people to say their last goodbyes to me, their final goodbyes to me. I want them actually to be able to see me. So, you know, I would like to be placed in an open coffin. Sure, not a problem. You're well-preserved, if I might say so. So um, definitely, definitely doable. Anything else? And the old lady says, yes. In my uh, one hand, I would like to hold the Bible because there's you know so much strength and wisdom that I get from that. And in the other hand, I would like you to place a fork and the minister, he looks at the lady, he starts to laugh a bit and he says, excuse me, you want me to put a fork in your hand? And the old lady says, yes. He says, well, I, I, I understand the Bible, you know, I can explain that. But please do tell, what is the fork for? And the old lady says, well, you know, every Sunday that we go to the, um, 
we go to the, the, the church and we sing and we laugh and we pray and we do all these things and it's wonderful. And afterwards we go to the, the nearby restaurant and we still are in that gathering, that energy, that vibe, still wonderful. And we have, we, we share a meal, a very simple meal, not exclusive, not fancy whatsoever, but we just share that vibe uh, that we have and everything is wonderful. And, you know, the waiters there, they're so polite, you know, they come and take the plates and they bring the, 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 the drinks and whatnot. Um, and once in a while, you know, like, I don't know when, but once in a while, they, they just take the plates and I want to give my cutlery as well. And then one of these, these, these boys says to me, you know what, ma'am, you can leave the fork. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the, then I know it, the old lady says, then I really, really know it. She's rubbing her hands. She says, oh, dessert is going to be so wonderful. You know, instead of pudding or yogurt or whatsoever, I'm going to have cobbler, you know, like, oh, this is really the greatest. And still the minister is scratching in his head and says, well, I still don't know where you want to go with this. And the old lady says, you know what? I know that when I can keep my fork in that restaurant, when I used to be able to do that, then I knew that the best is yet to come. So whenever people ask you, when they say goodbye to to me, you know, they're going to ask, of course, they're going to ask you, minister, what? why does this lady have a fork in her hand? And then I would like you to tell them that no matter what type of life and how long this wonderful lady has lived, she did everything that she wanted to experience. She did. She had all the adventures in her life that she wanted to have. But like the fork, and like the story of this, she knew that even the best at this point is still yet to come. And so what I want to give you as well right now, no matter where you are in this life, if you're 20, if you're 40, if you're 60, or if you're at the end of your life, do realize and do know that the best is yet to come. Yeah. And I think that that's a very nice story to keep in mind, yeah. no matter where you are. Life's a journey. You yeah. grow as you learn. You exactly. learn as you grow. Exactly. And everyone's a student and a teacher at the same time. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be open. Yeah. You know? Cheers. Thank you for coming. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah.